Welcome to the Outer Realms with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of the Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live right here in the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, and 105.3 FM from beautiful New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who have literally been a part of our journey since the very beginning. So thank you so much, Folgers. We couldn't do it without you, and we appreciate you so very much. Also, very grateful and honored for Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, for his contribution of time and music for our intro and outro. To check him out anywhere where you can get fantastic music, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and you have to love Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music. He is an award-winning composer and well worth checking out. So please do it. Also, big thank you, Steve McGinnis, for our artwork here at the Art Realm. We appreciate you. So tonight, of course, is, you know, it's what everybody waits for. It's Q&A night. Woo! Us included. I know. Get the banner going. Make it official. There we go. So, <laughs> so basically, it's what you guys ask for. We're going to try to do this once a month. Yes, they're booked. They're booked. So we're going to do our very best to um, see them through and make sure that you guys have some content. This is kind of one of those shows where we rant, we rave, we answer questions, we debate, and we just have some fun. But um, with that being said... <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> I see people chiming in. There's a Wayne and Kira, Janie. Hello, hello. I know this bubble's all ready to go. So I've got a rant raving. So <sighs> just oh. going to do this. So it's yeah. like, okay. So we're starting off with a bit of a rant. And I don't know what we're ranting about because this is this is bubbles leading the way. So oh god. Leading yeah. the way. Oh boy. Well, well okay. you get started, then I'll get into what I wanted to talk about. To sure, no things out of it. I was just going to say that my latest pet peeve, (laughs) I can't wear gloves because my nails are too long. My latest pet peeve um, is the live investigations on TikTok. Okay. That's my, thanks, Tamara. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Kira. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Tamara. That is my biggest one um, because of the bleed throughs and they're going live and they're using spirit boxes. Hi, Samantha. Uh, and they're using spirit boxes and communication tools. And it, it's troublesome because anyone can be on TikTok um, mm. all ages. And that's a tough one. That can be tough. It's yeah. different. I'm not saying it's well, no, it's not really different on television, but everything is edited and they have they have, you know, a censorship that they have to follow. They can't do certain things because of what their age, Mm. whether it's restricted, whether it's adults, they have to have their, 
you know, their um, disclaimers on their on their shows and everything and their warnings. TikTok, not so much. Right. So when you're doing a TikTok video and you are a paranormal group, you might want to think about constantly reiterating the fact that this isn't for 18 and under, um, you know, especially if you're communicating through a spirit box, we don't know what you're going to you're going to get on the other end, what, you know, types of messages you're going to receive or what you're teaching the audience. I think that we have some sort of responsibility. Yes, it's social media. It's not censored. I agree with but you. you yeah. have a responsibility. If you're a, a group with integrity, you have a responsibility to uh, shelter the younger viewers. Mm-hmm. And I, agree I don't... With you. Thank you. I don't want to receive emails saying, well, their parents should be. No, reality. Anybody with integrity would be very careful as to what they're posting Mm -hmm. on social media. That's all I'm going to say. You want to email me, Amelia Pisano at iCloud.com. I'll be more than happy to take your opinions and your comments as long as they're professional and and not rude. Mm -hmm. I'll respond. But I'm not I'm not pointing out a particular group per se. I'm just saying that I'm seeing a lot of this, especially since the Halloween weekend. And I think it's irresponsible in so many ways. Do you think it has something to do with a lot of the new shows that have been coming on Netflix um, that we've been watching? Um, I, I, I'll give them a shout out because I, I thought it was pretty decent, which was what was it? 28 Days Haunted. Yeah, um, I loved it. Yeah, I, I really did as well. And I remember the first, thinking the very first time, you know, because we have people there, they're they're responsible, they're they're seasoned researchers, and um, I thought to myself, oh, this is really popular, and I can just imagine the barrage of people who are going to be sort of going for the same idea. Obviously, not yeah. twenty eight days, but maybe going for the same idea. Do you find that this is creating a little bit more than, of course it doesn't help because you're, we're in the, we're in the season as well. No. But do you find it's adding to this a little bit? I, Are you, Cause you're on TikTok a lot. I, I don't go I on am. it. I am. Are because you I'm a, I have insomnia. So I'm on it yeah, exactly. constantly. Yeah. And I do follow everyone back as long as your account doesn't look cringe. Right. Um, but I, my thing with it is it's not in real time though on television. I'm concerned about what the viewers absorbing from the other end while you're in real time Mm -hmm. communicating with the, what they call the Ouija board demon. And I'm not going to give the name away, even though you've said it three times, not you, meaning they've said it three times just in the thing and they're seeking it out. And I think you have a responsibility regardless Mm -hmm. of the fact that you're using social media to mm-hmm. do this because any credible producer is not going to want to put you on air. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is something that is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're talking think... live feeds. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's yeah, yeah, live feeds. That's what I'm talking about. Not not things that you know are archived after. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about where they go into a session live. This is on a ghost in box sort of thing. In yes, yeah. real time. In on the location, wherever right. it may be, and they're going like head on mm-hmm. amateurs. It can be really difficult. Yeah, because I mean, you're right. You don't have to really be governed to be on there. It's people who are, some of them are really informative. Others are just, you have people just testing the limit on many things, not just within the paranormal. But I do think 
there has to be a degree of accountability. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime I have filmed in, in throughout, you know, the years, I've always tried to explain things with a hint of caution or in layman's terms. And I've always been complimented on like, thank you for explaining it. So we understand it. Right. Cause I'm not coming in with all these technical terms. It was just yeah. always in a way where people could understand it. And, you know, I've had parents say we feel comfortable and having our like little bit older children listen to you. Yep. It's like, okay, because let's face it with television, I have no creative control over the series. I'm in, they do what they want to do. What's on the cutting room floor is on the cutting room floor. But that again is not live. It's, so no, when you're real time, but even in the back of my mind, even when we do these shows, because, you know, I did have a, a really large TV fan base follow me into this. And I thought, this is great. Because I've had people say, oh, yeah, you know, I loved you on this. And I, and I love you guys on this. And I thought, perfect. But it, what that tells me is that we still have to have a degree of accountability because people have come to expect it. And we have integrity. So we do have accountability. We do have that I guess that caution behind some of the things that we present and we do have disclaimers on our shows. So when people go and look at it, they see, you know, we don't, yeah, we have don't to agree. agree with everybody. We, we don't agree with everybody, but then again, we're not fully aware of everything. We're not versed in everything. A lot of times we have guests on we're learning as well. And we're the first to say, Oh, no way. Is that a real thing? Like then, we're, we're happy to say we don't know it all. And we are, embracing the information and we'll give you the courtesy of listening to it, but it doesn't mean that we agree with it. And I think bearing that in mind, when we see other things that are out there and not so regulated, it's not a bad idea to look at this and go, mm, you know, we, yeah, we, we don't agree with and this. And I know what's going to happen. I know what the emails I, I, I'll receive will say, well, parents are, to you know to be watching over their children mm. and blah 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 i mean let's be real right. that that doesn't happen we went through this when facebook came out when my page came out all of this stuff all i'm saying is if you do a live feed mm. make sure that you have some kind of censorship on it something some disclaimer mm -hmm. continually saying and be be accountable for the information that you're putting out there because even people with mental health issues watching mm may repeat this. Remember, when they're on television, they are being watched, they are being censored, mm -hmm. as are we. That's right. You know, um, even here, we're being That's censored. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, um, it just, you have to be responsible. That's all I'm saying. I just have a hard time with it. Because I know it's so easy to fall into that trap. You know, even mm -hmm. myself, I'll see someone with the ghost box, and I'll be like, Oh, but I am 53. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For so it's, it's a little bit different, you right. know. Um, but, but you're I, also I have an concern for my medium. I also, yes, and I can see what's coming before it's coming. But I'm thinking yeah. about the young kids on their phones who mm -hmm. maybe don't have a lock on it. And let's face it, TikTok videos are everywhere, not just on TikTok. So don't mm -hmm. even go there with me. They're doing Instagram <laughs> live feeds as right. well with right. these things and i think that there has to be a different place for it i'm not saying it can't happen mm -hmm. i can't tell you what to do i can tell you that i would never do it 
because mm-hmm. I would not want to risk anybody's safety. That's mm-hmm. just the way we work. In fact, we don't even allow um, things to be played back in the open. Michelle and I have earbuds on, so we contain everything. And I'm just saying, please, if you're doing them, yeah, are they fun? Hell yeah. But please just be careful and be responsible because there are young viewers. There are vulnerable people. There are people who are easily intimidated. Skimming through their For You page, they don't even have to be following you. Right. It just shows up on their page of interest because they have an interest in paranormal. I don't follow many um, paranormal groups. It Mm -hmm. just comes up. You know, I follow the ones that I know and people that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dolly says, that's why ET want you to develop psychic abilities. Your intuition teaches you what is truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you just, I just, I'm speaking for the minors. That's all. I'm not saying. They're the ones that they're most intuitive. So they're, they're really and they're impressionable. The ones, they're the ones yeah. that are watching these videos because adults, mm-hmm. if they have a fear, mm-hmm. you know, as Samantha, my nieces have my grandnieces, Soph and Lexi, have TikTok. Yeah, but you're over them, and Lexi's old enough. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm concerned about like so- Sophia's age group um, watching these things and learning about communicating with the Ouija board demon, which we all know um, a particular television series made him very popular. Mm-hmm. Get get where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think there's a lot out there that does that. Um, no, you can't. You know, watch I think anything. I think you're looking at TikTok as being the latest, the latest thing. It's very um, entertaining. It's it, extremely it entertaining. I love it. it. I laugh. I use it to laugh my head off. I follow all the Italian nonas. You can check my thing. I follow all the grandmothers that cook. I think mm. they're hilarious. It doesn't matter what part of the world they're from. They all mm. food is a common language. Mm-hmm. And I love watching them cook. And I love those are my favorite videos. But mm. on my for you page comes up because of my profile reading in the paranormal comes it, up these videos. Yeah, I think if you want to really get into TikTok and learn some really great paranormal stuff, you need to look up Bishop James Long because yeah. he's got a phenomenal show on there. He's been a guest on our show at least a couple of times. Love to have him on again, but he's a huge yeah, he's sensation on when we're on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does not help, really. But we have to do a pre-record with him or something. It might yeah, be. It might he be would fun. love that. He would yeah. love that because yeah. you know there are responsible people on there. Yes. But then it's like I always say, with this field and many other fields, um, especially those that are considered out of this realm sort of thing, uh, supernatural, you don't need any specific qualifications for, you know, the paranormal, let's say, well, you will just because we're talking about this one now, let's use it. So we have the paranormal. It, it we watch a few shows, get a few people together and say, okay, we're a team. You know, I mean, I've had so many people through the years come to me and say, oh, you know, can you, can you help us get out there? And we'd like to do group events. We would like to, you know, do something for our community. It's like, oh, absolutely. Do a ghost tour, do things like that. I'm all for it. Lots of fun. Then you get, you know, people then start getting into, well, we're going to do some investigations. And, and I always say, you know, it's great. I love to see people come together, like-minded individuals. But when when they're new, I I think because I did it. It's not like I just jumped right into somebody's 
you know, living room and said, here I am. You I know, got even, really lucky. It, My first time was with Michelle. <laughs> I got you know. really lucky. <laughs> but, you know, I think they should start off maybe in like public places, get the hang of it, get, yeah. get learning about people. Like, I mean, you know, I dabbled in a whole lot of different counseling courses and stuff just so I can learn how to communicate properly with people and maybe look at their body language and what to say, what not to say. There's an etiquette to, to this. And yeah. most importantly, how to, how how to, to say it. Delivery is everything. There is an etiquette to yeah. this. And you're dealing you, with fragile minds. You're, and you're dealing with a family unit yeah. that, you know, may or may not know what's going on. Because believe me, there are a lot of people out there with, with the internet and with television. They have a pretty good idea now what is going on, how to get there. Some people can even, you know, get themselves out of situations. I've seen it done. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is you don't really need any, any licensing or any special training, even though you should have some. You should have a permit to go on some of those properties. You can be charged with trespassing. There's a lot of that too. We've seen, we've seen people die, you know, just being where they're not supposed to be. Buildings are unstable, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, when you're looking at all of these different possibilities and you lump it all together, you, you realize that you can go online and get certified just about anything now. And, and yeah. it's unfortunate because then, you know, you have people get certified <laughs> who are going out and doing interviews and they're, not always giving out the proper information. So all I'm saying is due diligence has to come from many different angles, not just TikTok, for example, but the internet itself. You know, when you have a website, when you have, you know, things like this, where you're out there, the Q and A's are great. And I think they're popular because if anything, we present food for thought. Oh, big time. And I just want to say, um, reiterate that I am not speaking about all paranormal groups. Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking about those that we know their reputations and are really amazing. I'm speaking about groups that people just getting together. Uh, that too. What Hello, I Dolly. I want to break out in song. I you know, know always, right? <laughs> I, I love always want to do it. Oh, and Tamara, yep, says, I find it amazing that people who have never had experiences want one, then when they get one and need help, because there's no training, training wheels for this. There's and I no. love Steve's comment yep. fits right in. Mm -hmm. um, for anybody that's new into the paranormal field, it's always a good idea to take baby steps. First, go on yes. ghost tours, research, yes. learn the pros yes. and cons of investigating. Now I'm going to give a tip to the parents. Oh, here um, we go. Because my no, my niece Samantha said I can't watch everything she watches. No, you can't because she's not in your. She's at right. school. She's you know she's doing yes. things. But what you can do when you're on with her, and if she's frightened, all she has to do is go on the bottom of the screen, hit mm. the three dots, and it'll say not interested, and you click that, and it mm. changes the algorithm. So you won't get those idiots mm -hmm. coming through. Right. I mean, idiots, not those people, but I mean, like all kinds of, there's some stupid TikTok videos. I'm not referring to the paranormal, mm -hmm. like some really stupid. I'm pretty right. sure that's where they, it went viral when they were eating Tide Pods. But anyways, I, I just to watch that kind of stuff. Right? I just think a lot of this stuff is just designed to dumb us up. You know, you just oh, sit here like this all the time. Oh, and hours. You, 
you know, yeah. it's got informative stuff and I'm all for the informative stuff, but yeah. the type of videos you're talking about, it's kind of like, it's like anything. How many of us sit here like this, you know, yeah. day yeah. in and day out, and you're not really doing anything productive with it. I no. like to read and do a lot of research. I am yeah. huge for, into researching and learning. For but, me, it's an un, it's an unwind when I have insomnia and I, sure. I laugh my like they can hear me laughing from downstairs. I laugh so hard. Right. But I don't go on the for you page at the right. top of your screen. You can slide over to only who you are following mm -hmm. so that you're not being right. dumbed down with these videos. You're just following the mm -hmm. videos of the people that you're enjoying following and um, right. Not necessarily celebrities. I, I'm having the greatest time following these two British girls that moved to Toronto a couple right. months ago, and everything's a first for them. So me going through their eyes, mm -hmm. their first Thanksgiving, their first Halloween in Canada, and they describe mm -hmm. the differences. They have. I'm sure everybody watching knows who they are, the Colin sisters, because they have been on every television studio program in Toronto that exists. They've been on all of them mm -hmm. and they've been invited to a lot of events and they are so much fun to watch. So if you want mm -hmm. something to lighten up your day, watch Christy Collins. She's hilarious. Um, anyways, yes. no. that's a better way to go with there TikTok. We go. We've got, we've got a going, good plug. Yeah. If you're going yeah. to, to watch um, a paranormal group, make sure it's a group that's well-established and has a great reputation and then you have nothing to worry about because they will not be pulling stunts like that mm -hmm. on TikTok because they are aware. Mm -hmm. So my message is just for those of you who are starting off in paranormal groups, please be accountable and responsible for what you are bringing to your viewers. Mm -hmm. It's not all about likes. You could be turning somebody's world inside out in a very with what you're sharing. Point. And speaking of worlds turned inside out. I recently got an email from someone asking about aftercare, meaning after she had been through a really traumatic oppression with something malevolent coming in the home. I will get into everybody's questions as, as we move forward a bit. Um, anyway, she she, I guess, got cleared, you know, um, not by us, just somewhere along the line, but she can't seem to let it go that, you know, these are traumatic experiences. Yeah. These are people who, you know, who feel like they've been held hostage by something. They've watched, you know, bickering in their homes. They've lost people in their lives because that's what these things do. They want to isolate you from people who may be able to help you, people that, you know, can talk you down. They want to isolate you because if you're feeling alone, then you're going to probably get depressed. And then it's just easier for, for certain energies to feed off of you that way. And some people can never really come out of it. So what is proper aftercare? That's a tough one. I remember um, doing a TV show and working with a psychologist and they interviewed psychiatrists and, 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 you know, all kinds of different professional people as to what their views were on the paranormal and having patients who were having what they felt were paranormal experiences. One psychiatrist actually summed it up pretty well. He goes, if the medication doesn't work, you try another medication. If the medication doesn't work, he goes, you have to start wondering now, 
what else is going on? So you counsel this, the, you know, the patient, this and the psychologist said the same. We counsel the patient. And if the psychiatrist, because psychologists don't administer or give you prescriptions for medication, if nothing is coming of it, because maybe it is something otherworldly, then they're actually in agreement with people coming in to assist from the paranormal side of things. Whenever I would do that, really hardcore cases, I requested some sort of psychological assessment and I needed permission from that doctor to be able to move forward with their patient. Mm -hmm. And I always got the permission under the condition that if they were on medication, I did not deter them from taking that medication. I would still be encouraging um, of the counseling, which I always was, because I do believe when you go through something very traumatic, it, is, you know, it could cause you PTSD. It could cause you all kinds of things. You need to have aftercare. And with that being said, I've, it's always how I've done things. So what do you do when you maybe have someone who isn't pro-paranormal? Because a lot of doctors are very logical. I've been fortunate to work with amazing people who have been open-minded. My own family doctor for years was always super open-minded about things like that, which was really refreshing. So what do yeah, you do? You don't have that. Because I don't know of any, and chime in, if anybody knows of, of, of something like I'm going to request here, um, I don't think they have discussion groups anywhere, counseling for people who have gone through a traumatic oppression or a traumatic mm -hmm. haunting. No, because a lot of times what you get with that, if you're Catholic, you have the priest and the and the bishop who perform the exorcism, who stick around and see to it that you come back to health. So they use the church. If right. you're not Christian, I don't know. That's a tough one. You know, um, wow. Mm -hmm. That's a really tough one. I had both experiences where I had a doctor who did not believe and I went through hell and back as a young child. Right. And then when I married and moved here and he just recently retired, I was mm -hmm. fortunate to have someone who was extremely open-minded in all things medicine, not just pharmaceutical right. and um, who, who actually writes articles on all new meds that come in. And he is not one, wasn't one to write a script very quickly mm -hmm. and was open-minded with what I did. He was fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been lucky that way. I think, Thankfully, we're getting more doctors that are more open. But I right. believe that if you find someone in psychotherapy that I was fortunate that mm -hmm. does have that belief system in the paranormal, you will be able to. Mm -hmm. But again, it has to it becomes ethnicity. It becomes their belief. You're here, Nicole. You're in one of the designated chats. Okay, there we go. So I am yeah. going to get to everybody in a few minutes. So go ahead, Amelia. Yeah, no, that's that's all I was right. saying. Like, I know for me, I was fortunate because she was European and grew up the same way I did. So she right. understood and it was much, much simpler. Yes. But I don't know. Right. I know that someone in television high up there has groups and he takes care of his his guests and mm -hmm. all the people they've helped um and i'll give him that shout out because zach bagans is really good about that 
He does go back he, um, and he, he is does now. care for them. He, he wasn't yeah. always. No, but he um, is I think it's now. I think it's a, it's trial and error. You realize sometimes that aftercare is very important. I've always yeah. been into the aftercare. I've had people I've dealt with 10, 15 years ago message me or who I'm still in contact with. Some drop off. Every now and then I'll hear from somebody saying, well, I don't know if you remembered me, but you helped me and I just want you to know we're okay. That's, yeah. that's, I think that that's fantastic. I love to hear stories like that because it's an education process. And I still take the time to educate people that we're helping just to answer those questions and say, well, this could be why this has happened, or this could be why, or this is probably a good idea if you do this or that, or the aftercare is important. And I find that there's not enough people who do it. I mean, heck, sometimes you can't even get people to investigate without an agenda of having, it's all the, the, all about the evidence. we got to collect the evidence attitude, you know, where, you know, I, th I think like you hear me say it all the time. It's a privilege to be able to help somebody. If you're truly into this business to help people, then you truly have to help them and put them first. If you're in the business for strictly research, then you may be better suited to do um, locations or homes for people who have spirits that they just want the evidence. They just want to get to know who their spirit residents are. Um, but when you start getting into really hardcore things, you have to be prepared to be an ear almost 24 seven. You have to be prepared for tough questions, um, for proper advice. If you don't know the answers, connect with somebody who may know those answers. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really difficult, but I mean, it might be a way of, of starting, uh, starting things. I always try to encourage people to come to, to one of the Canada's most haunted um, Facebook pages, even a lot of people like to talk about their experiences, but make no mistake about it. If you're on a, if you're on a page or a website and you're being asked to publicly give your story, not everybody wants to do that. And if you can't get help because you won't do it publicly, something's wrong there. Most places will at least give you the option of saying, okay, we'll just email us or just message us privately. Let us know what's going on. Because a lot of people have phenomenal intentions. People have good intentions, but people have different belief systems. People, you know, you're not going to, chances are not necessarily going to get a psychiatrist or psychologist. You may get an experiencer who can say, well, this is what I went through. But people have really good intentions and sometimes maybe giving you the wrong advice. So you might be starting off on the wrong foot right off the bat. When we help people, I stipulate, please keep your story off social media. Oh, good intentions, bad advice. And, and you get trolls. Well, there's that and it undoes yeah. the work that we're doing. It yeah. hinders it. So it's really, really difficult. So um, we'll get back to, we'll come around full circle to that. I just don't want to lose. We have eight different chat rooms, guys. I'm not ignoring everyone. I'm just trying no. to make my way through all the chat rooms. So we're going to go back a little bit. Comment by Steve. Steve White, hello. You're so right. Everybody keeps investigating the same places, doing the same thing over and over again. It's kind of just like spinning your wheels. If we all keep doing the same thing over and over again, we're not going to get anywhere in this field because mm -hmm. we already know the paranormal evidence is out there. Now we must find a way to move forward. Uh, and yeah. again, how do you define evidence? The, the, the paranormal exactly. field is sort of a... a, 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 a an unknown certainty. Some things are, are, are pretty good, but
but it's not like we're bringing a laboratory out into the field. We do the best we can, I guess, with the tools of the trade and working with phenomenal mediums. When you can get multiple validations at one location using different techniques, I think it's as close as you're going to get, which sometimes is better than, than to not getting anything. But, you know, it, it evolves, right? Yeah. Hi, Ardua. Uh, the primary reason that anyone should have for getting involved in the paranormal is to help others. This is not for the faint of heart and is an entertainment. Well said. Well said indeed. Yeah. All right, Steve. And Steve says, that's very true. You know, one time I had a paranormal skeptic ask me, can you prove to me that the paranormal really exists? And my reply was, can you prove to me that it does not exist? Perfect. It's easier. To, it's a great statement, but it's easier to debunk than it is to validate. It's true. Um, Jonathan, we'll get to your question. Um, just yeah, once we he's can been, get He's to going to next. listen and archive. We'll be yeah. listening on archive. Hi, okay. Jonathan. Um, yeah. Ardua says, I was referred to a psychiatrist who counsels people with paranormal issues. Excellent. Love I'll it. give Thank you the information. You. Thank you. That's perfect. So that does exist. I'm, okay. I'm happy to hear that. Okay. Dolly says, at the very least, we must expect the medical community to be educated in the paranormal. It is a good tool to add to their completely evaluate the patients. Yes, but unfortunately, the science mind doesn't believe they will give it a mental health issue title rather than tell you it's paranormal. Uh, it, well, there is a fine line between them, and I think that's what yeah. needs to be determined. I know there are mediums out there now who are also or go on to be psychologists who incorporate their ability into the counsel of their patients, which apparently this new method is something that people are raving about because they get it. They can read them. They can understand. They can validate some of what they've been through. I think it's great. It's a great mix if you're willing to, you know, to put that on your resume sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Doreen, hi should have group or family counseling regarding PTSD before and after intervention. You should also have follow-ups resources from paranormal groups. Yeah. yeah maybe, you can. maybe it'll change. Maybe things will evolve. I think the um, aftercare right is now. Yeah, I agree. I think the aftercare we'll is really there. important. We'll put it yeah, out into the universe. Intentions, yes. Yeah. Okay. Adrian. Yeah. Hi, Adrian. The best counsel is from one who has experienced. I have never seen any information in the medical field on this. I have. Mm. I have. Okay. Okay. No, elaborate. Well, yeah. I have because I was yeah. in psychotherapy for years. And until my last one, it was the only time that um, I can tell you I walked away and never needed therapy again. So that's telling you that I found exactly what I needed in her. Mm -hmm. And she was writing papers. Mm -hmm. So everything came out in the end, right. not at the beginning. She didn't reveal anything to me. What actually revealed things right. to me was her mother who had passed on. That's right. how I knew. Well, there so you go. <laughs> it was a different kind of thing. You, so again, you, you, you tapped in. I think well, it would be you do when you're in therapy because you're so intense, right? In the mm -hmm. conversation, because they just listen. They don't talk. They to don't. You. They no. listen. Yeah, they may lead so, you down a certain suggestive path for you to, you know, to get, open have up a couple of ideas. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do think it would be wonderful. Like I said, you know, I myself have done it for, for ever since I started helping people. I've always been out there. People have been able to call me twenty four seven. My phone used to be on all the time. And I find that there are some people who will still do it. I mean, 
Most good teams know that people that they've assisted can call anytime and say, look, there's still a problem and that team is still there. And I think that's important. But I think if you need professional counseling for something like, I mean, some of these, these situations I've seen over the years that we've seen now, holy crap, man, if you don't get PTSD, I would be completely freaking amazed. So we're not licensed to work with that sort of thing. We're not, we're not psychologists or psychiatrists or, you know, um, licensed counselors. We're great mm -hmm. listeners, you know, versed enough in this field to be able to give you an opinion. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just need full on counseling and you just need to find the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, so as we go further down, and again, we will get to Jonathan. We just have to get to a different topic first. So Tamara, there you go. The part, sorry, the part people don't see is the investigators that need help as well. Yeah, especially after leaving a, a location. Oh, geez. I, I can because things can follow. So that's, Oops. you have that double-edged sword. Yeah, and Ardua says, or the agenda of pay me, and I'm writing a book by it. Ah, it is with some people for sure. Now, I have a comment for this. Dolly yeah. says, nurses are trained to understand that paranormal experiences can be valid. Nurses are also very empathic. The ones with the best bedside manner and the ones that are quick on their feet are intuitive and empathic, right. as right. are paramedics, as are police officers. So they're mm -hmm. already gifted going in. So it's much easier, and they see so much death. I walk into an emergency room and I am shocked. <laughs> I can see reactions in nurses when they're not busy right. and running. I can see the reactions. I can see the hesitations. Uh, Sue says, you know, when it comes to children having a paranormal experience and then expressing this to their parents, one of the best things you can do is not. not to deny that their experience happened. There are many different ways to give children a better understanding on this because who knows what they may have experienced was a great grandmother or a mimic. It's to, it's to keep them strong. I think so. By not yeah. discouraging children, and I've, I've worked with many families over the years, to not discourage children who say, I have an imaginary friend. If you make the child feel foolish, they're going to stop talking and stop telling you. So what happens if it is that mimic? that oh, comes in it gives them an edge that 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 child is not going to speak to you about it and might accidentally because i've worked with families where this exact thing has happened where the child makes an invitation simply because the other entity has said i'm, I'm portraying to be a little boy saying i'd like to come and play can i come over to your house child's like okay that's all it takes because they're considered a weak link and they're vulnerable and they're easy to scare. So please, please, please never discourage your children. No. You know, listen to the description. You don't have to lead them, but don't no, discourage no. them either. You know what I always say? I used to mentor children yes. a lot. And um, what I always said to parents is, do you remember the sex talk? With your parents because the children i mentored were you know between <laughs> three and like seven because then right. it starts to level off and we see what happens after that right so what i used to say is when you have a when you have a conversation about sexual education with your child you give them what they need to know you don't give them the whole 
what could happen and this and this and this. It's the same thing with um, a type of haunting. You respect them, you listen. And when I say you listen, I mean, if it means getting down, crouching down eye to eye and saying, tell me, That's that's what you need to do. Don't be dismissive and only give them little bits and pieces. Children aren't like us. They don't need the know the whys, the hows, the wheres. They're just asking you, is this real? (laughs) Yes. And you say, yes, it is. Are you afraid? Mm -hmm. How do you feel? How do you feel when you're around it is a better question than Mm -hmm. insinuating fear. You know, it's little things. Sometimes these entities will bully the child into not saying anything. You can read your child. But remember one thing. Okay, we all walk around in, in this physical form, this meat sack, whatever it is you want to call it. Our essences are, in many cases, old essences, with, you know, old souls. That child may have an older soul than, it's, than his or her parent. Yeah. So to try to give something mundane and, and not treat them like they are, you know, that being of light who is communicating, it's, it's not... I don't discourage that. I would not recommend discouraging that. And the same thing applies to extraterrestrial visits because oh, media, like anything, has in most parts instilled fear with it. Whether we're talking false flags, whether we're talking these are bad, you know, they look scary. Oh, they look scary. Stay away from it. Whatever the case may be. Okay, we have people who all look different, different nationalities, different cultures. It's the same with the world of extraterrestrials. You know, there are beings, many of them right here sharing space on our planet, some within our solar system, some beyond our solar system. Um, But the fact remains dimensional, you know, a lot of different ways. And there's a lot of different when we think of, of, you know, it's my belief when we're dealing with even with cryptids that they could just be coming from different dimensions and so on. So try to have that open mind. And this is for adults too. Try to put that fear away for a little while. It's not easy to do because there's a big stigma with this. You know, you're going to lurk around your room at night. It's dark. You're feeling vulnerable. Gone. That's like, what the hell just happened to me? You know, get a hard landing. Right, and a hard landing. So there's a lot of scary... There's a lot of scary experiences and, and maybe we don't always remember experiences. So if something terrifying happens to you, maybe, I don't know, were you fighting? Were you, what, did you go in swinging and everybody's just defending themselves? Like there's, just, you know, there's a lot of theories, but you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to just try to keep an open mind, try to put your fear aside because you may be missing out on an also really amazing experience. I could tell you, now that that I have certain recollections, there's and there's a lot of similarities between the paranormal and having extraterrestrial experiences. <clears throat> and now I recognize some of those, and my experiences have gotten better. I know, and she's right? still here. I'm still here talking about it. When when Woo! I used to have all I this know. fear, I, I thought, <laughs> wait a minute, I you know. went through a wall, but you came back alive yeah samantha my niece my beautiful niece the x-files theme song used to scare me when i was a child because your mother was watching it all the time (laughs) it's my ringtone i laugh it's her one of her ringtones yes yes dolly says lightning lighting your open curiosity and examining it will teach you so much 
You know what? I when I when we were discussing yesterday about how the wall dissolved, and I said, "Why didn't anybody ever tell me?" Dolly missed it. Yeah, Dolly, you missed it yesterday. You have to go into archives. I posted it on the Facebook group page. The link was just posted, so it'll be at the top. Um, I started to think, wait a minute, we have so much fear of abduction, but hold on a second. We're all still here and in one piece. So it really yeah. can't be that bad. But I'm well, not speaking for everybody because I know some no. people have terrifying experiences. I'm, I'm just saying for the most part. Yeah, I, I still feel kind of, I don't, I've come to learn that I don't even like the term abduction. I do prefer, you know, visitation, experience, contact. Um, I mean, you know, my, you know, if, if you're going against your will, <laughs> being hauled out a window, okay, that might be an abduction, but yeah, here's the, here's the ticket, you know, to, to that. Um, and this is what we talked about in the show last night with our guests. Was there a prearranged agreement? Just cause you don't remember it. This is a cruel joke. Why you just can't remember this stuff, but mm-hmm. is there a prearranged agreement where somewhere along the line you said, yes, I will come back and be a part of all of this and I will help yeah, and no. blah, 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 blah. Then you go kicking and screaming, I'm not going. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you are. It's <laughs> signed right here. We have it. You know, so I'm making light of it because it's, it's yeah. you know, come to learn that, no, sometimes you agree to do things and you're basically fulfilling your end of things. And in the process, you are gaining pretty amazing gifts along the way and you're learning a lot of really cool things i can only speak for myself i can't speak for everybody's experiences but i could tell you if you had you said to me two years ago even though now i knew as a child i had experiences if you would have said to me two years ago when you know somebody's looking at me and 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 touching the top of my head and i'm making comments like touch me i'll break your arm you know, or I see something like in front of me or someone being, you know, another being. And I just look at him, looks at me and I just roll over and go, nope. <laughs> nope yeah. Not doing it. Not in my house. What did I, yeah, what did I miss? You know what I'm saying? Like, Wayne said he never read the fine print. He was tricked. <laughs> yeah, no, I was tricked. <laughs> yes, you probably were. But you know what? I, I really think that we are moving forward. A lot more people are talking about extraterrestrial experiences. Um, even now, you know, government in the United States just uh, once again came out and said, okay, new disclosure. We've investigated 300 cases. We can't explain 150 of them. No, Lafayette. Well, oh, really. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it always distracts really? me. <laughs> so, you know what? I think at that point we have to, um, open our minds because I think we're heading into a different world. Just don't be fooled by false flags. Just don't be fooled by, by fear because you really might be missing out on really amazing things. Look at the whole CE five movement. People are out there. We talked about this last night as well. People are out there saying we want this experience. We're welcoming this experience. So I don't know. I would rather going I know, right? Look at this. Oh, Wayne, this connector for another round. It'll be fun. I love it. Pleasant. You just don't remember you were having a good time. Stop it. (laughs) You're having a good time. My brother from another mother. (laughs) 
There we well, go. Steve says, that's very true. You know, I've been in this field for over 40 years. And one of the most frightening phone calls I've ever gotten from someone was when they were actually experienced an extraterrestrial encounter as they were talking on the phone. <gasps> I absolutely had no idea how to comfort her. I wish I did. It caught me off guard. So let me tell you, you could tell by the tone of her voice, it was actually yes. happening when we were talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. It's one call I'll never forget. Oh, I bet. No, it can be unnerving. But you know what? I think once they realize that, okay, these people are okay with it. It's not so unnerving. You know, Wayne and I have had crazy things happen in this house. We had something shoot through the dining room window. The window shook, came right by here, out those windows. They shook. And we found out that night, Bubbles, if you remember, because we read a radio <laughs> I was just going to say, then she was validated. And that night, the neighbor <laughs> somehow called Wayne and said, there's, you know, the furnace is working overtime because she was overseas. Somebody hit the house. And the way the property is so big, it's such a huge intersection. There's no way you would do this unless you were driving the in influence. that direction. Or trying to avoid hitting something. And yeah, she was, was right bizarre. next door. We were on air. Side. She was hit on like resonance, energy, yeah. whatever the case may be. We have seen some crazy ass shit yeah. happen in this house. We were on air at the studio in we the were. station at the time when it, it happened. Crazy. And I'm like, what the hell? I know. I just died. I'm switching fans because people I melt here. <laughs> so there's some crazy stuff, but you know what? I would not miss it for all the tea in China. I am having a freaking ball <laughs> with all of yeah. these amazing experiences. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so now, I was like, I'm not talking about it anymore. I, okay. Because I, I just feel like serial killers are a little bit more predictable. Um, <laughs> Here we go, Jonathan. Yeah, well, they could Jonathan, be, but they're not as much fun. <laughs> uh, how okay. do we connect with or learn who, what our spirit guides are? Does the process change if they're non-human? Well, I believe that um, most people can go into a meditative state and just bring them forward. To be honest with you, it, yeah. it doesn't take much. You can even find a credible one on YouTube and have it guided so that it's easier if you have trouble with that. Cause I know I do, cause my mind is everywhere. Um, I struggle with meditation. It's something that I have to force it. John it's, Holland it's, is amazing and does a phenomenal walk you through meditation called the psychic yeah. navigator. It's there wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. yeah. And the only one that I know is Kelly Howell. Cause I used her and I like her mm. cause I'm very, very much into binaural beats. So she yeah. uses that a lot and it gets me in a really, a really perfect. deep state. Yes. But that's how I did it the first time. Um, and lo and behold, it was not the names that some psychic gave me on a radio show. But anyways, and it wasn't, I wasn't calling into the show. I was actually on the psychic round table mm -hmm. where we were doing readings on air when I first started. Mm -hmm. So, um, God, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, I need a minute. <laughs> and a double gin. Oh, that's past moment. And a double gin, 10 years. But um, some people can, but can yeah, bring them forward without some, meditation. Some mediums can't, but some mediums can bring them forward for you as well. I but bring forward a lot of my own. I know something that I want to share. I don't 
believe that they have names. I believe that we give them names that what's comfortable with us. If they were human in another lifetime and they're a part of then it, then they have a name. But if they're other beings, usually they're like, we don't, you can call us whatever you want, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I know that with one of mine, but, right. um, and I've been told that by, by someone as well, mm -hmm. by a guest actually. Um, right. so yeah, so it's, try yeah. that Jonathan, if it's for you, if it's for you. Just open um, your mind regardless, yeah. just sit and go find a quiet space. And, you know, I think again, though, I think you need to be careful because you have had issues or experiences where unwanted attention has come in. Yeah, you don't um, want to be your space. Yeah, so you have to be really careful. Unfortunately, there's it can be a really beautiful experience, but there can also be it can be a traumatic experience. If well, you know meditation it. is a form of communication. Sorry. No, no, that's what I'm, I'm going. Yeah, I'm agreeing. <laughs> one brain, exactly. One brain. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yes, so it's it's yeah. it's it's scary. So you you have to be careful. Um, that's why I don't I don't like the I love the meditations when you're sleeping, but they have to be credible because you don't know so, what they're putting in your mind. And I mm. think that you should not be searching for your your spirit guides through a meditation that allows you to sleep and then get the information. No. So what about going to something like um, a spiritualist group? People think spiritualists yeah. go, Oh, that's just another form of religion. No, no. It's, it's actually when you go there or a um, cult, I've, I've spent, I've spent cult. time in yeah. Lilydale. It's a great place. They yeah. teach you there and they do have spiritualist communities everywhere. That's yeah, just closer to me. So, so I go, right? Yeah. Well, the head of the Spiritualist Church of Canada is in Burlington. But yeah. what was great about it is they teach you how to properly use your abilities. They help you to use them. They will sit with you and help test you with them. They will see if you're, are you the healer type? If you are, they will work with you on those abilities. They mm -hmm. will teach you. You sit in a group where people will meditate. You are in a safe environment and that may be the way to do it. Or go to a Buddhist temple. Often you can get them to teach you proper meditation with, with a donation of anything. This is something that they do. It's part of what they offer people. And you'll see a donation cup there, whatever you can afford. You, you put that in and it goes back into the temple. Meditation mm -hmm. is meditation. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's that's... That's really important. So we've got Tamara and Dolly saying pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Intention. Everything is about intention. It is intention. In That's why I recommend guided meditation if you're starting, because you might mm -hmm. not understand how to set intention. It can mm -hmm. sound intimidating, and it's right. not. But sometimes a guided meditation is good because they're setting it for you and taking it, taking mm -hmm. you through that. Right. But, um, yeah. Yes. And, and remember to ground. Oh my God. <laughs> Bubbles and I are sharing a brain again tonight. Yeah, so that's, because that's you don't want to meditate without being grounded. People no, you think you're grounding while you're meditating. So, it, no, it's a really different experience if you ground first and then meditate. Yeah. Like, experiment, see what works for you. But grounding just makes it a little bit harder for things to latch on if yeah. you happen on something that's it. got ill intent. Exactly. I call it your Teflon coating. There we go. So you're spraying yourself in Teflon and then you're going to yeah. meditate. So everything just goes, you know, there like John Gotti, the Teflon Don, <laughs> right? So 
But it caught up with him because he probably forgot to ground the last time. Yeah, left the suit at home. So suit of armor, get out there. Yeah, you know. See, see, there we go. And yeah, right there, we have him just down the road here. From monks. Wow, that's cool. They are, they are awesome, and their meditation is just oh so it's it's well they're elite awesome they are elite when it comes to meditation and a lot of people will go to them. You don't have to be Buddhist, just so you know, to be able to go. It's not a religion. No, exactly. <laughs> but go and enjoy the experience because they're, you're, you're really going to learn an awesome technique. That's just it. I think <coughs> similar as many me. of these techniques are, <coughs> they differ as well. So don't limit yourself to just one way of meditation. Try oh, different no. ones don't that will see you in, the in a group with other people. Oh. Being taught in a safe environment. You know, you've got Just to make sure I'm not there. Just make sure I'm not there because you okay. will have lost every cent you put into it because I sit there and laugh my head off and then I'm I'm asked to leave. So I'm just <laughs> you don't want to be don't in a meditative right. group with me. Right. That's all I'm saying because I couldn't go. stop laughing because I like to. And I know all these people, they're all my friends. I'm watching <laughs> them in their faces when they're meditating and they're just like, what are you doing? Sorry. See, I'd be having bubbles wrestle down to the ground saying, shut up. No, you'd, you'd be throwing me out the door, and that's what they did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I need there to we... meditate on my own. There we um, go. So step outside the box. There are so many meditations, even laughing yeah. meditation. Probably needs yeah. a laughing meditation. Instead of TikTok. It might be healthier. I know. <laughs> but I love the Nona's cooking on TikTok. <laughs> and point I is, just love it. The point is here, I think, is, you know, bouncing all these ideas around. We're all learning something. And I think the lesson in all of this so far and everything we've been talking to, and remember, you guys are guiding this, this, roundtable discussion because we are going based on what we're seeing in chat you know we'll, we'll we put some things in there and then we kind of flow with it and what i'm seeing here is we're talking about putting aside fears not being afraid yeah. to learn something new and being diligent mm. live love laugh live your best life i say it all the time not everything has to be fearful some paranormal experiences by the way are like amazing. The spirits in this house, for the most part, were always amazing. Now even the you know, scary ones are. Well, they were, oh yeah, we got yeah, those. But yeah. I'll tell you, this is where I think investigators would have a lot of fun. I used to have a lot of fun going to you know these these big public places that they would she have. Never takes me anywhere. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm She's kidding. We've been in this thing called a pandemic. Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, places, there are a lot of places all over the world that are open to the public. Sometimes you can go and sleep there. Whenever I travel, I stay at a haunted location. That is my thing. It is not for everyone. I, I don't mind no. being woken up with somebody going, in a five star in my ear and I'm like, yeah. who is that? I have the mint <laughs> yeah. on my pillow and everything. No, it's no ghosts like, there. <laughs> Not for everyone, but it's my thing. But you know, I've worked in a lot of of residences yeah. where people just the place is so active, people just want to know how to interact with their spirit residents. 
which I think is great that people would take the time to do it. But here's where they sometimes run into problems is when you have all kinds of teams coming in. Like sometimes it's when you have somebody that says may get one or two teams coming in because they may want to just validate the other team. But then you have some are pretty habitual. They want as many teams in as possible. Now, I'm not talking about public locations, that this is what they do. Give give people a place to investigate and, and learn, you know, about, you know, proper investigating or whatever. But there are some... And I've encountered two in my, in my in my whole career to this point. So that's not bad, considering how many investigations that I've done on site throughout you know my career doing this. But they just they was almost like they they were a collector of investigators. They wanted as many as they could come in. So bear in mind, you have different people, different backgrounds, different religious belief systems. Um, different ways of investigating, different types of equipment, um, different attitude. You know, when you have somebody who's being really delicate and who's being really um, considerate with the spirits, communicating, that's one thing. But every time you go out there with a piece of equipment or a Ouija board or a voice recorder or a phone app, ghost box, the list goes on and on and on and on, you Mm -hmm. are essentially making an invitation yeah, so, so don't test have, those things out in your own freaking house right <laughs> like someone when you have a boatload of people coming in and going out and making invitations that's that's one thing but now when you get somebody who's coming in demanding <laughs> that communication happen at that moment and pushing their weight around things can go bad so where you may have some benign spirits it's not hard to imagine how many doors are being opened and all of a sudden their all of a sudden their haunting isn't so benign anymore. No. I've seen that happen so many times just from families who have messaged me and said, well, we had a group in here, you know, and somebody, some of these groups went ahead and said, call me. Other people are just, no, we can handle it. And things just got worse. So you go in and you clean up messes and you try to educate the family in the process. And so they just don't fall victim to it again. So there's really a lot of things that people need to um, need to be careful about. It's good to have a team, but maybe pick one, maybe two and leave it there. That actually speak. And you'll see that on the better investigative shows, you'll see where there's only one or two, like one person communicating and the other one giving that time for response because yes. they're not like us. Seconds. Yeah. It, yeah. You have to wait to see, cause it takes mm-hmm. energy to come forward. Also the line, how can I help you is not a good one to open with. I'm just going to say that mm-hmm. just leaves you wide open. Yes. Um, you've just invited them in. So be careful with how you word things. I don't yes. speak to any of them. I don't know if you noticed. I was like, so Michelle, what do you want me to do kind of thing? I'm very quiet in investigations, which is unlike me as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, no. so, but I I'm that. very respectful of spirits, especially when I'm in someone else's home because I don't want to do anything that's going to cause aggravation to either the spirit that may be Mm -hmm. grounded or the family that's living there. So 
it's mm. important to me, even, even when I've had mere, like the experiences that have happened to me in my lifetime have just happened because I was somewhere, not because I was looking for them. And I was even careful mm -hmm. then because I didn't want anything attaching to me. You'll never mm -hmm. see me provoke. Well, I know you definitely will never see Michelle provoke, but you'll never see either one of us provoke anybody or Standing anything. Standing your ground is one thing, but that's not provoking. Two different things, no. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Being strong is one thing. I've had someone that I helped that said to me, okay, so um, we've cleared a place and then they'll say to me, okay, so I'm asking them right now if they're not of this world and have no good intentions to leave. And I'm like, stop. It's done. We just it's helped done. you stop. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes. You know, we, we get back to that mindset thing where, you know, you can clear a place and when we clear people, we keep an eye on them. It's not just like a one shot deal. We know no. that unless you're dealing with a human spirit, which you can get to move pretty much instantly, but when it's something else, or if, if dealing with even extraterrestrials, you don't clear extraterrestrials on an average. I think it really depends on the race. Some of them, believe it or not, yes, we've been very successful with. But on an average, no, this is a different path altogether. Um, but when you're dealing with interdimensional beings, dimensional beings, nah, they, they, you know, where you get rid of one, there's five more ready to come in, depending again on what you're dealing with. So you have to keep checking on people. When you're dealing with a team that says, oh, yeah, no problem. We can get them out of here. No, not usually a one-shot deal. We've seen people do exorcisms um, where, you know, years later, I've, got, you know, I've had people message me saying, well, I had an exorcism done, but didn't work. Well, no, because sometimes, even the story of the exorcist itself, it took them weeks to, of constant working it, working it, working it. And it finally, it just, it released, you know. So it's not always a one-shot deal. In fact, most of the time, it's not a one-shot deal. And you shouldn't let people tell you that unless you're dealing again with the human spirit. And that's why I, I have to agree. Well, of course, I'm going to agree with Bishop James, um, mm -hmm. but... I agree with him be, with the um, choosing of the film, The Right, because yes. it is the most accurate yes. depiction of what it is like to go through an exorcism. And if you have seen that film, you'll notice mm. and, and recall that one of the young girls he had was treating and exercising was in oppression for over 20 years. There you go. So, yeah. you know, th these things are very common Yes. Um, it's all in perception and, and uh, mindset. And you're, you're dealing with the, the lady in the film was a devout Catholic, which I find are targeted even more than others, to be honest. I've, I've actually you. heard that by, <clears throat> by many different people of different yeah, faiths. That the Catholics really get targeted a lot. Do you know, I also heard a theory that Buddhists have not, they don't, they don't get possession oppression things like that no. uh because again mindset but the catholics get it the catholics and christians get it the most and i thought that's a curiosity because it's such a strong we have a strong faith yeah and and it it's that and it's um i i find 
and and don't kill me because I was raised Roman Catholic and I still have some beliefs in mm -hmm. and I still grasp okay. on just some stuff. But sure. I don't want people sending me emails going blah, 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 like, why are you saying that about Catholics? They are one of the most superstitious people I know. And I well, find especially it amusing. From the Italian faith, that's a superstitious. It's, the Europeans are superstitious, yes. period. Um, yes. And I find it amusing because I would tease a friend of mine whose mother was so superstitious when her daughter got married, she hung the rosary on the clothesline to make sure it wouldn't rain until the reception and not the, right. the ceremony. And she goes, see, it right. worked. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. Like I saw a book that said 101 superstitions and I was ready to buy it for her, but I didn't. Cause I go, what if there's some new ones in there? She doesn't know about, oh my God. So I said to her, she was on the Catholic women's league. She was a dear friend. She was like a mom to me. And I, and we lost her a few years ago. And I said to her, I said, um, how do you go to church and live with superstition? And she says, well, they're evil forces. No, they're not. They're superstition mindsets. That's beliefs right. um mm -hmm. a cat walks under my i don't know how many times i've had a black cat walk under my ladder mm -hmm. <laughs> but it i still i'm still here mm -hmm. so you know I, your, your fear feeds everything so mm -hmm. and you and it it's so it's so ironic that they're superstitious when they're not supposed to believe in any other gods but their own and their Ten Commandments. So every I always say every Catholic who is superstitious has already broken a few commandments. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's just it's I think it's it's church has to evolve as well. Right. But anyways, I, I don't want to receive emails that say that I picked on them because I, I'm not picking on them. I'm stating fact here. It's true. It's and don't true. believe everyone in a caller is a caller. That's you know, mm -hmm. out there too. Yeah, um, you're, there's 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 just a lot out there, and I I truly am, I truly believe that anyone who really, truly wants to help other people needs to be commended. There's a right way and a wrong way. I think a lot of investigators will go out there with some of the best intentions, but again, it's not like there's yeah. it's not like there's something out there that says, oh, this is a proper proper training. If you're lucky enough to end up with a team who will take the time to teach you because they're considered veterans and they, or they've been around for a long time and they're willing to teach you that information. I think that's a perfect place to start. See, watching things on television is not always the best place to start because again, no. a lot gets left on the cutting room floor. You have to remember what they're going for. They're going for reaction. They're going for you know, the fear factor. They Audience. want you to sit on the edge of your seat because they want you tuning in next week. They so need they that. The that's most, how they get paid. Exactly. They want the most Numbers. fearful thing going. Yeah. You know, not, not to say that they're all like that, no, but they're not. you know, for the most there. part, they fall into that. And some of the older shows are really, really, really good before oh, it became such a pop culture thing. on earth was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I love that one too. Yeah. Linda I Blair love that one as well. It, it was you know, excellent. Oh my gosh. And yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I just, I just believe, like you said, mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. is. Um, it is. So your experience is really what you make of it. Like I said, I've, I've, I've seen people clear their own houses just by having a consultation where I'll sit with them and say, well, you know, this is what feeds it. This is what goes on. This is what you should probably consider doing. Um, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of, of different ways of putting yourself in control. Just remember, you really are the one in control. I always tell people, which I've always told people, once they have been cleared or once, once you know, we know for sure, okay, we're pretty certain now that we've got this, that their mindset would become their biggest opponent, that not everything they see is a shadow, that not everything they experience is paranormal. Because you're pretty much leaving your foot in the door. We've, we've, we've addressed this like many times. And I keep saying it because it's so important. Because people, it's fear. The fear just, it doesn't just go away that easily. You need to train yourself to just yeah. rethink things. You know, it's like living as a hostage for so many years or so many months or days. It's not easy to wake up the next morning and say, I don't have eyes on me. I'm not a prisoner anymore. I am in control. This yeah, stuff's so not going syndrome. on. Yeah. No, exactly. Here's I, another one. Oh, on. yeah. Tamara says, always question why. I, I at one point had seven mentors. And this will segue into my point here. The reason being is I don't believe that you should learn everything from just one person. Just mm -hmm. like I believe that if you're working to learn how to help people through a paranormal group, you should maybe, you know, be the fifth wheel with a, f a few mm -hmm. different groups, because I really believe that we can learn from so like so much from each other. Um, when I say the scary times aren't bad either, what I mean is we learned how to get through them. So, Maybe we could teach someone how to help them there and they could teach us how to deal with something else. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. it, the unity is lacking in this field. It's really sad. Um, Kara West. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Says um, every time I hear someone on TV say, use me, use my energy. I say, mm -hmm. no, I agree. And you know what? I think if you're highly empathic, you need to be very careful if you want to be an investigator because when you're trying to take that on from the person you're helping, you will more than likely take it home with you mm -hmm. to your family. So you have to be careful with a that. researcher takes like an investigator in the field takes a chance every time they go on, on a call to a, a malevolent haunting. You yeah. take that chance because we're not bulletproof. You could say ground yourself, um, you know, do your, do you have a protection ritual? Do you, you know, do you love and light everybody? Like, how do you do it? Do you pray? Everybody has their own ways. I think, again, you're changing the mindset, your mindset, and you're going in. And if you're feeling like you're in control, you're in control. But it doesn't make us bulletproof. We still take chances when we go in to help people that things are going to attach. And when you go in there really cocky, sometimes you pretty much put a bullseye on your back because now you've become a challenge. <laughs> so and it's like, not oh, just one, okay. not just one. No. And I'll tell you, I, you know, I've, I've worked with various people through the years and I could see, you know, in a couple of instances, they, like I say, they go after the weak link. And it was one time I could see with one person I was investigating with the transformation started to happen and I could see that individual who came in in complete control, but may have had a degree of fear in the background, like running in the background, because it was, a, it was a pretty crazy location. 
And I could see the transformation of not just this, you know, investigator that was with me because he became that weak link, right? And angry and picking on the other people in the room and just directing, you know, like angst. And I kept thinking, knock it off, knock it off. It's happening. Mm. And then it went on to happen to one of the residents in the home. It's and sad. It's, but, and, it, and you know what? It's crazy. I remember asking this, the, the resident, um, one of the, one of the residents in the home, because he just stared out and it didn't even look like, it was like he was looking right through you. And I'm like, tell me what you're feeling right now. And he goes, like something's looking at you through my eyes. I was like, <laughs> it's not what you really want to hear. But it's like, okay, okay, I can live with that. And as I was leaving, he had this bracelet on, or he was putting this bracelet on. And I, I, he goes, it's small. I went, okay. And he went and he went, cracked his his wrist well it's like this and it went i was like oh so you see like you are not in control and that's how easily something can get in there and use the body especially if you react because then you're in their playing field but the whole time just yeah. staring how out in this react? like i'm just like oh boy okay that was a little much for me the boy, yeah, yeah. Well, the investigation was over. This is why we were all saying goodbye, and and it was just like that was, I think, maybe this being's way of letting me know, still here. Yeah. So you know. Gotcha. I know. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Well, you want me to read this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mara <laughs> says, <laughs> "I wasn't sure if you're going to, because we, we don't have a guest, so we're taking yeah. um, things here. Sensitive people are able to get attachments in the most unlikely places and have to be diligent always. Oh, and it's so hard, Tamara. <laughs> it's so it hard be. to remember. I can't tell you how many times I've walked through an emergency room when my dad was around because he was constantly in the hospital towards the end." that I forgot and I'd be texting Michelle going, can you check me? Like I yeah. can feel and see and everything. And it's like, I need to step outside. I need to, yes. I would take my damn shoes off in the middle of winter on the ground and ground and take it. Cause I knew I wasn't going to survive in there. Yes. So I'm more concerned about what I bring home than what I have to deal with. Yeah. You know, and it's dangerous for my dad. When it's, you know, it's dangerous for the people around us, yeah, who didn't ask for any of it. So, we do take really big chances, yeah. So, forgive <laughs> me when I get upset when the other side of the equation isn't pulling their, their weight. Um, Dolly says, I've had a non malevolent spirit follow me home across state line, and it took me weeks to get it out. You should have called us, I had one follow me home from Massachusetts on a plane. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, it, it took me about a week to get rid of her. I actually had to call in another medium because I was so frustrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that was that was a long time ago. I wasn't dealing with this kind of stuff. That no. was 2017. I was still just in crime. So, yeah, yeah I know. Now that you know, it's like, oh. Now it's different. Oh, it's like, that yeah. could have been like this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're done. You're going home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Here, let me uh, help you over to the light, darling. Yes. <laughs> this time now. It well, is. It is this dog. time. And it's always the time that my, my mouse decides not to work. Right. Right. Because it's like, 
it is that time. Feels. Where is it? <clears throat> yes, it is definitely that time. Are you still and... looking? Do you want me to play like a little Folgers like infomercial? There we go. <laughs> We're going to do one right here. <laughs> the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. And Thank Love you, it. Dolly, for that one. See, yeah. Thank you, we Dolly. Them. Bring them in, people. We do yes. play them. We yes. Play them. So now we'll get to <laughs> my contribution <laughs> of folders. I really should do a commercial. Yep. Um, maybe Dolly and I can do a duet. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think my voice is as velvety as hers, though. <laughs> you, are, <laughs> you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoshi and Amelia Pisano coming to you live on 105.3 FM radio from the gorgeous city of New Orleans. We're not, we don't have a guest tonight. Tonight we are doing a Q&A table, round table discussion with our audience. You're all our guests tonight in the chat room. This is our favorite type of show, honestly. We enjoy it more than you do. You have no idea. Look forward to it. It's so much fun. Um, and I, and I look, I know Michelle and I both look forward to all of the experiences that you share with us and our, and everyone else listening. I find that very generous and very kind. Thank you. So a shout out and a thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. And thank you for your support and continuing sponsorship. A huge thank you for our intro and outro to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and follow him on Facebook and Instagram. He's dropping clips every day of his music. So you can follow him on social media and that's how you'll find out how you can um, purchase his music. Stream or listen to our archives on the platform you normally use. Please remember to subscribe and like us too. We have two new um, platforms, Michelle. Three. We have Parlor. Parlor. We have Rumble. Check us out on Rumble and Anchor, which is part there of Spotify. There, we there go. you go. Yes, yes, yes. We've got. So if you're watching us on Facebook. Yeah. Give us a like on the group page because I know you're not liking us because they, we're feeling kind of like offended by this. I have to say it's kind of it's hurting and it, I take it into the weekend and I can't survive. Um, seriously, we would appreciate the love. We work so hard here. Michelle works so hard at getting you all these amazing guests. And um, we have the huge numbers, but they're not hitting the the social media and that'll be really helpful if you just hit like and if you're you know annoyed by notifications just turn them off two and a half to three million people people can you imagine how many likes that would be yeah and we've got three thousand <laughs> people on facebook like that's a ten percent it's not even ten percent it's not we even ten percent we thank you <laughs> yes thank yeah. you tamara yeah okay. so and we're, we're, we're working our way to tiktok and to instagram um, our audience is mostly on Facebook, though, if you're watching and if you're watching on YouTube, hit like and subscribe right now. Right. Please. And there thank you. There we go. Yeah. OK, back to it. Yay. Ardua says it helps to have some normal friends to just talk about mundane things with. Watch some comedy, eat donuts. I'm with you on the donuts and comedy. <laughs> Yes, definitely with you. It's, it's about yeah. raising your vibration, raising your frequency, changing all of that within your space. Remember, negative things can dine out on negative energy. It feeds them. It's food. So yeah. starve them. 
just change everything, raise it up, and you'll find that they're not going to be able to get to you as easily. They really I'm can't. Yeah, I'm guilty of some trash TV, but it's no. because I laugh my because <laughs> I laugh my way through it. So right. I think it's how you absorb it, right? It as right. well, if you're absorbing the trash as you're happy for someone to mm -hmm. be doing poorly, then you're in a really, really negative state. Right. If you're saying, "Oh my gosh, I hope things work out for that person," and then you laugh at the at the bullies, right. then it's it's a different kind of thing. Always. Remember, everything on television mm -hmm. is entertainment. Right. Right. It's Even that. the documentaries are censored. So it's all geared yeah. to just bringing you back in. Right. So, but hey, yeah. you know, some of these these things, like through the years, I've I have filmed some amazing, um, amazing programs. And the one that I guess is resurfaced. Um, was um, my paranormal nightmare, and because it's, it's well, yeah, it's yeah, it's playing in the U.S. As, because ah. I can always tell somewhere in the world where something I've been on has recycled because I get yeah. all these extra friend requests. I was sitting with almost like six hundred friend requests. I'm like, I can't get everybody on. But, I don't oh, have that much definitely, space. yeah. Um, but um, you know, it was a story because people that's what people are asking about now and it was a story of my life essentially and i've never told it really i've 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 given snippets of it throughout other interviews and i never realized how much you know how much i guess people know about my life i don't no, know but it's very but helpful how, that it's not just them you're no, helping people you know and and that's how i looked at it, it was very humbling when somebody messages me, because I had one of ghostly encounters going back to like 2007, that, that, that thing show. resurfaced also in the recycling lately. First time and, I saw you was on that show. Right? And Wasn't that the Burlington Exorcism? No. No, that was which show? A Haunting? That was probably Haunted Case Files. Yeah. That another one of my favorites. See what I'm <clears> saying <throat> about the older ones? They are so They're good. really good. They're really They're well really done. Good. The, yeah. the ghostly encounter story was one I I've, I've only told that story one time and it's on that show. So if you can go look up ghostly encounters and you can put in my name, I don't remember the season. I don't remember the episode. Yeah, I don't right even now, watch though. myself for the most part, just so you know, <laughs> I don't care about it. I just like, Wait, Oh yeah, minutes. I did it. Yeah. Wait, it's like, so <laughs> there we go. No, no, <laughs> uh, no. But there was that one. And the network got so many, um, it was on the biography channel back then. They got so many emails about that story and they would send them to me. I'm like, what, really? That's like, I didn't realize how many people connected to it. And yeah. recently when it played back about two, three months ago, I started getting emails again. I was just like, wow. You know, it was a very emotional story for me. You know, I might mean, well, my eyes and everything. It was like really, I think that's know. the that's the one that I did watch was that one because you didn't even tell me the whole story. I just had little bits and pieces. Yeah. And then I watched it come through and I was like, oh my God, Michelle, you what know, you went through. Yeah. I, it was really difficult, you know. It's yeah. like but then when Nightmare came out, it was just like, I should say Paranormal Nightmare, because I did one called just My Worst too. Nightmare as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But my Paranormal came, Nightmare came out. And when I told that story, again, I was just like, the amount of messages I got for that segment, 
I was just like, you know, and, and the producers who, again, I, I've worked with on Survivor and Case Files were just wonderful, gave an extended, an extended time slot for it, which also, you know, very humbling. But I like, thank you guys, because realistically, the, to me, their experiences, there's something that happened, but if it resonates with people, because I really don't care a lot about television, even though I've done a lot of it, it's always been a way of helping people find me if they needed me, really, and, or, and, and helping other people tell their stories. But when you have your own personal stories, like you'll hear me talk about cases I've done, people I've worked with, but to put in your own personal story and see how it affects people and how it resonates with them, that's pretty humbling. So thank you. And I'm glad you enjoy it. And I hope that it they keep recycling around so you get to enjoy it as you go along. But um, anyway. It's a great story. It's a it's a it's an experience. It's not really a story. It's an experience that you share. Oh Dolly, I know trash TV. I know I actually I'm gonna say something, Dolly. I actually cry for the ones that are being bullied. That's how much of an empath I am. And I'm mm. watching trash television. I'm like, how could you treat her? Like, I'm serious. Like, right. I sometimes I have to turn it off because I feel for that oh, person. Yeah. And that's not fair. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're getting paid 150000 American dollars an episode. Like, <laughs> I know. Why are you crying? Right. <laughs> Dolly says, your brain on negative transmits negative frequency, positive thinking. Positive frequency, raising your frequency means upping your positive gain or volume. Absolutely. Okay, next as we're says, I need more shows like those that tell paranormal experience. I've watched all I could find. Kira, did you watch Haunted on Netflix? They were talking about that yesterday with Lindsay Higgins' experience in there. That was it's, our guest. It's last well night. done. It's yes. well done. People are telling about their experiences. Hello, Pankaj Kapoor. Hello. Oh, here's our comic relief. Uh, Wayne, I like raisins. I'm constantly trying to improve my raisin, raisin vibration. Raisin. Okay. Yeah, you got two people in your it. life that can't stand <laughs> raisins, but that's okay. There we go. We're More oatmeal raisin cookies fun. for you, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, Tamara says, being born sensitive, most people were told not to talk about it. So we True. all walked around in a bonkers world. And your yes. shows help to make the paranormal more normal. Thank you. Oh, thank uh, you, Tamara. Thank our you. third host. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Our third I'm, host. I'm glad it resonates. I'm glad you guys enjoy it. Yeah. That's what it's all about for I'm me. I'm learning from everybody in the chat room, our guests, and I learn from Michelle every single day. You know, um, it's just, yeah. It's bizarre if we go a day without communicating. It's really bizarre. The next day it'll be like, are you okay? Yeah. Yep, good. Um, yeah. What, yes, what happened? Are you still breathing? <laughs> um, Wayne says, this time of year is an ideal time to have odd encounters. The weather gets cooler, and then so do the homes. The chills mm -hmm. that are in the rooms may not always be weather-related. I know what I speak of, of what I speak does, because this house is an author. Is all amazing books. I'm going to plug them. <laughs> oh, this house is always delivered. So, yeah. And if you're listening and you don't know who Wayne Mellows is, he's the author of Vampire Tales. Just saying. And my compadre. Yes. <laughs> bestie. And how do you get Wayne's books? WayneMallows.com. And you can read a chapter from every book. First chapter from every book will be on that website. <gasps> yes. Historical fiction. Do it. Vampires. Yeah. 
Mary's on my nightstand. Book four. So, Personal favorite. Yeah, I started with that one. We now go. I have to get through something Hamilton sent me. Only 50,000 words. I, I printed have, it out I yesterday. It yeah. Because, well, <laughs> Did there you, you go. Between the two, you guys, I'm like. Someone's <laughs> going to read it. Oh, good. Then I don't have the pressure. Michelle will read it. Aw. <laughs> uh, you're kidding. very welcome. Truly an honor. Seriously. Well, I don't, an my honor. gosh. We it wouldn't is. be here if it wasn't for you guys. Um, right. <laughs> you got it. 50,000. I printed it. It's 47 pages of Bible print. No. My 47 pages of print. Yeah. No. Yes. We enlarge it. See, that's what yeah. Well, he wants me to take notes. I'm like, okay, I need a highlighter. I love using my highlighter. <laughs> I like the highlighter. Yes, it's so. pink. Uh oh, it was a girly highlighter. Of course, it is. Yes. Right? So, yes, like my nails. So, so <laughs> yes. Okay, so any questions coming through so far as we head up to the top of the hour? Our time is getting limited, and you will have to wait again. Wayne says, I'm doomed. Why? Why? Why do you your books are amazing. They should be films. Mm, and Let's put I that happen, into the universe. And I happen to know he's going to keep going. Yay! I know. I know. <laughs> so, um, you can't see it. His book cover. He <laughs> gifted me it, and it's behind me, but you can't see it right now. So, just a little like surprise we're going to give you an advanced date of the next q a people it's going to be december 22nd merry christmas <laughs> Take a guess. it's going to be a little different Some though things and it's going to yeah. be really different but we're still going to have a lot of fun and um a little krampus <laughs> yes so um yeah so we're, we're going to try to do these once a month like we said and um Hopefully that's gonna like fill the need a little bit. And uh, here we go. Tamara, do you feel the paranormal has amped up? I absolutely do feel it has amped up. Or is it maybe that people are just noticing it more? Um, I have spent my little literally my career going 18 plus months in advance, and the last you know, three years at a million, I've worked together. It goes to show you when you have two people working it hardcore, it's easier than going to somebody's house and there's that travel time. There's this, it's, it's a lot different. So that has cut that down uh, tremendously and we just are able to help more people. But at one point we went from five nights a week to four nights a week where we've been able to comfortably get to a couple of nights a week because there were just so many people emailing and the schedule is so difficult to keep up with there's just so much you know because i have another show that i you know we've been off for october but it's a good 20 hours a week of research and formatting to be able to bring the gray zone you know mm -hmm. to to air it's a lot of work so is it now that people are being more aware since lock, well, you know, we went through lockdown and the pandemic, people spending more time at home, maybe people are depressed, maybe people are worried. You know, there's a whole other level of emotions that people were dealing with. And I think they started becoming more aware of things that were going on around them, or maybe they were inviting things in, not realizing there was a you know big loss of life for some families. And now you have grieving. <clears throat> well, that's another emotion that can bring. Um, bring unwanted attention, something trying to take advantage. 
But I think for the most part, as people become more educated on this, um, they know what to look for. Are there things out there that are constantly moving around? Yes, but there's always been things out there moving around. I just think it's we as individuals who have such busy lives on an average, we just fail to see the signs. Mm, yeah. You and, know? and we're more open to research with the internet as well. It's easier to mm -hmm. research without being uncomfortable where before you would exactly. walk into a library and it would be like, that's and there's true. anything there. What were yeah. we going to, what, what could you research about the paranormal before? So with the That's internet, it's really opened up a world to many people who are like what I like mm. to call, you know, closet mm. paranormal enthusiasts. That's true. And um, I think it's a it's a big deal, and a lot more podcasts are focused on mm -hmm. the paranormal. And so, it's like Kira says, more that television less shows. Taboo, yeah, you know? absolutely, Kira. Absolutely, yeah, I think so too. They get excited too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wayne says we're fortunate to be in this time period only because there is far more acceptance of the paranormal than in the last 2000 years. Mm -hmm. Really people had more acceptance of the paranormal. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Shut up with the Merry Christmas in November. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Buon Natale. <laughs> I know. There we go. My daughter has her tree up in her office. Um, but she did that Halloween night. She, a lot of people actually do that. She so. loves Christmas as her favorite. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Library used to be the only place to find paranormal information and very little to oh, boot. Yeah. I mean, I think I learned most, most paranormal information when I was a kid, a kid, mm. kid, like I'm talking the seventies, probably from like old twilight zone shows. Oh, yeah. And, and I never watched star Trek, but I hear there's a lot of stuff there. And um, Dr. Mm. Who. Right. So right. that was like as close to the paranormal as I got. And, and my course, life was living. And in of course, paranormal. House of Frankenstein and, and the yeah. Munsters and yeah. the Adams family. That was it. Yes. But yes. they weren't really ghosts. Right. No, so Scooby-Doo was, let me tell you, Scooby-Doo was probably and, the most paranormal thing in the 70s. Scooby-Doo. In my house. <laughs> yeah, your house. I'm talking about on television. <laughs> No, but getting yeah. back to the library thing, you know, like back then, it's not like there was a whole abundance of paranormal researchers that you could go to. Like, you know, when I was in my teens, it's like, oh my God, you know, once I hit 18, things were just like even more amped up. But, you know, like I say, now I think back when being a young child, and I know there's a lot of ET stuff there as well, but I'll tell you, going to the library, there wasn't, like, I didn't even know the term paranormal i didn't know there was a thing i just knew that there was something around me that i needed to get rid of hey nathaniel, Hi, nathaniel. and how did i do that the, the only thing i really could think of doing at that time is going to the library and i got i borrowed a book on on witchcraft and cleansing and clearings i at least knew then that it had to do with cleansing and clearings i wish i knew what i knew now but even with mindset i knew then nope I am in control because I was proactive about it. And I think that's what you need to be. But there wasn't anything like me at that age. What is paranormal? Was that even a we term? We didn't have back cell then? phones like, either to Google anything. So well, no, I mean Google didn't exist. Get on the, you know, I'd get on like the city bus, go down to the to the big public library, see what I could find. And and 
you know, and that's pretty much it. But that was as proactive as I could be with the knowledge that was available to me. Now yeah. you look and there's, like you say, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of podcasts. There's, there's unbelievable shows out there that you can watch. There's tons of resources. Somebody thinks we're cool enough to freaking have a sex comment on YouTube. I'll block you though, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Buddy, you need to be censored after I finish with you. <laughs> right? It's like, um, Yeah. Oh my I God. That one's a tough one. If you grew up in a Catholic school like I did, um, you didn't have access to those books because they were not in your library because right. it was Catholic school. So you did have to go to public schools. Right. There's so very little. You had to go to the big um, libraries in Toronto. Yeah, you couldn't just library, go to the is. municipal ones. You had to go to Toronto yeah. Library. Yeah, that's just it. <laughs> and that and that's pretty much how it's it started. Like yeah. for me, it was just I knew then to be proactive. And I think that's the best advice we could give you guys. Be proactive. At, you know, don't don't wither away and, and let something else take control. Because okay. you're you are in charge. What's your first ever horror flick you ever watched that you remember? Me? Yeah. Oh, I've watched a lot of horror flicks. I've been watching them since I was like, <coughs> one that stayed with me was the evil dead, which is all about necromancy. Wow. And I just kind of went, cause I lived with a forest behind me. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, looking in the backyard, you know, I was thinking, God, I don't know. It's a bit close for comfort. Something's coming yeah. up out of the ground. That one stayed with me. I saw The Exorcist at a young age. I saw all kinds of these types the of shows. Exorcist for me was amusing. Yeah. But it just stuck with me. Uh, yeah. I think I the know. first film I ever watched, other than Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that, was probably Frankenstein that freaked me out. Really? Um, the possibility of the dead coming back. Right. When I was little, little, because my brothers are much older. I was born later in life for my yes. mom. So my brothers, I was privy to a lot of television. I probably shouldn't have been watching at that age, um, which is why I speak in defense of young minors, because right. I was one of those. Right. Um, but I would have to say, and it's not even a paranormal film, is Black Christmas. And I was so fortunate to meet the cast because my daughter actually interviewed them for Cable mm -hmm. 14. So I was fortunate enough to meet them at the film festival in Hamilton a few years ago. I got to meet all of them and it was just like a full circle moment for me, but that was more crime. Right. Yeah. I don't know. For me, as I got older, the entity sat with me and never left. That one really resonated. Yeah. I think as you got older, because it was based on a true story and you really realized that somebody went through this for real. Well, they shared life footage. From yeah. the university like she actually yeah. was in mm -hmm. penn state university That's being right. observed they That's rebuilt right. her home because this thing followed her so mm -hmm. i'm not talking about the new entity i'm talking about yeah like the original yeah. yeah no it was it was really <clears throat> well done for its time there's a lot of really interesting things out there so before we sign off um i have basically i'm gonna ask one quick question do you believe, anybody can chime in, that watching a horror movie or let's say something that has like a bit of a demonic or malevolent undertone can bring something into your space while you're watching it? So I believe in mindset too. If you're sitting there like, 
fuck, God, you know, like, can it? Are you sort of saying, yeah, or it's hard because it gives you that serotonin, that adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hard not God. to. Yeah. Yes, I said Dolly says yes as as well on that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree that when you research something, you start to become more aware of it. I know when I started demonology classes from Bishop James, I could never get through the course. Mm. Then I I worked with Michelle for a couple of months. Yeah, I worked with Michelle for a couple of months. Hi, Jess. I'm over it. And (laughs) and I'm I go through the course and I'm like. I don't have to do this course. I know it's been a couple months, but I remember messaging him and saying, Bishop James and Bishop James is from the old Catholic church, right. not the Roman Catholic church. There's a big difference. They don't answer to the Pope. Right. And um, I remember writing him and saying, texting him or calling him and saying, I can't get through this. Like I'm starting to see things crawl up the wall. You know, all I did was crime then. Um, yes. And, and some people can't understand how I can look at crime scene photos mm. and I couldn't understand. Remember when we first met, I'm like, I don't know how you do this. And you go, I don't know how you do that. It's and I'm true. like, okay, but we put the two together and we work well together. Yeah. It's um, easy. It's yeah. easy. But it, this, this is a good, a good comment before we go, because I sure. think it falls into the same idea. Sure. Kira says not necessarily movies, but maybe people playing real EVPs and such. Thank you. Bleeding through. That was my pet peeve. That was my pet peeve on the TikTok thing. Yeah. When, when we started, you know, when I started researching, um, we used, and I still prefer this method, which is cassette tapes, only one side. So they don't, so the sound doesn't bleed through. Um, you don't play it out in the open. I use headphones. Um, also, same applies to photography. Um, anything that has a film like Polaroids have become made a resurgence in the field because you can't fudge a negative. The only time you can fudge a recording and you can fudge a photo is once it becomes digital, once it it hits the computer. But with sound, most researchers know that you should use headphones with it so it doesn't bleed through. So thank you for making mention yeah, of that. I think film is making a comeback because there are a lot of Instamax cameras that yes. you can buy now. Yes. I think it's, it's making a idea. comeback. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. The old Polaroid idea. Oh my gosh. That's, I used that's to have them. I used to use them avidly and <clears throat> you can't fudge it. You can't. And no. some of the best evidence comes up on those. And as, as yeah. do... Um, tape recorders because and right. it can't be a tape that can them. be recorded over but they nope. can tell if it's been played Tampered with. with yeah yes but the thing is, yeah. is when it's imprinted on there it's imprinted on there and you don't want anything bleeding through the other side only use one side no so a lot of, of the old school researchers will still <gasps> continue to do that i prefer like it for that okay. reason so we are here, guys. We're, we're, we're heading in there. It's 1056. I know. Already. Boo. Boo. Everybody together. Boo. So, <laughs> so um, tri- okay. Okay. I'm going to put two more up, but then I really guess. Okay. Trish collects one. vintage cameras because they are all haunted with mostly good memories capturing time. Beautiful. There we go. Um, Dolly says, I have two 35 millimeter cameras, even for ETs. Wonderful. That's perfect. Yeah. It's hard to buy film though. 
Um, Wayne says, yes, we had that happen here, watching a show with demons, all sorts happen. of noises. All right. That's what I want to see. Everybody's booing. Yeah, boo, 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 boo. We're done. Boo. But the good news is we get to find out who's coming on next week. Yes. Hold on to your hats. Okay. So first off, we're going to go through the spiel. Thank you, guys. We don't have a guest tonight. You guys are the guests. Thank you guys for tuning in and being a part of this segment with all your comments and questions. You just make it that much more fun. And I, we love just bouncing around with you guys. I love you back, Dolly, for real. Mm, for real. Much, much, much. Now, big thank you, Folgers Coffee, who do sponsor our show tonight and every night. Thank you. We appreciate you. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, Justin Snicker, for your music and your voice and your time. Thank you. Um, if you guys want to connect with us two ways only, you can email us directly at the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Again, the outer realm contact at gmail.com or Go and uh, follow us on Facebook if you haven't. Shame on you, should be. Because there's an email button that you just click on it. And it just takes you right the shortcut right there, you know. So that's just it. Um, so, of course, we've got people who are just, like, completely. I wouldn't even um, acknowledge it. We don't. We just block people like that. <clears throat> no trolls allowed. They're just, like, no fun at all. So, anyway. That's the easiest way uh, to get to us. Um, now, next week, dun, dun, dun. Wednesday night, wait for it, welcomes the return of, uh, we consider him to be a dear friend. He's been on quite a few times. He's going to be discussing his new book series, Not From Around Here, mm. Mr. Preston Dennett, who we all know and love. He is so much fun. Honestly, we can never get enough of him. Uh, yeah. Thursday night for the very first time is Todd Wilcox, and he is known as the Slipstream Shaman, and he's going to take us all into onto a journey into the quantum field as he discusses how you could learn to use your natural abilities in quantum healing. What? I know. Wow. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're really looking forward uh, to next week. And yes, thank you. Thank you, Tamara. Really glad you guys um, love the show. So we're. Yeah, the booze are their side. They're not. <laughs> I know, right? Boo, at, least boo, but... at least you're just <laughs> dropping in right now. <laughs> but we Nothing love you. Happens. We appreciate you and have a fantastic weekend. And we shall see you guys next week. We'll finish off with love Samantha. You, Thank you. Good night, everybody. Everybody behave. <laughs>